All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host and Tanner File. This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com, a.k.a. America's Sportsbook. Go check out the link in the episode description. But Tanner, it's great to be here with you. How you doing, man? Uh, great. The Milwaukee Bucks are undefeated, 2-0. It's obviously yeah. the only sport I care about. So, yes. Bucks uh, are 2-0. Exactly. Good stuff. Obviously, being a little facetious, life's hard out here. Uh, just being a fan of just a terrible team again. It's just the bad. Buccaneers, man. What do you know? Back to their old ways. And don't worry, though. I'm going to give you a little bit of a break. We'll talk about this a little bit later in the show. But there's a lot for us to dive into as far as this past weekend in the NFL. The Patriots, let me know what, what you think about this. I think they've somewhat created a quarterback controversy themselves. You know, they kind of created one themselves on Monday night. Uh, and, and on the other end, Chicago, they played a really nice game. You know, overall, a very solid game for the Chicago Bears headed in the right direction. Justin Fields, that defense, and that team overall seems to be. So we'll break down that game to start things off. San Francisco, they had like a, I, I call this a blockbuster trade. I say a blockbuster trade to get Christian McCaffrey since last time we we talked as well. So we have not had, had a chance to break it down. Uh, despite their loss to the Chiefs, we have, let's talk about whether we believe they're the best team in the NFC. Then our Raiders, yes, our Raiders, the bounce back continues for Las Vegas. Another win. We'll break down what's going on uh, for the Raiders. And then ripping the bandaid right off, or you know, we'll get there. So maybe not. No, we'll ease it off. We're gonna use some warm water and get it off for Tanner. The Bucks, they're three and four. Okay, back to back losses to inferior teams. Tanner, it's time to to decide. Is it time to punt on the season, or are you going for it? Are you staying all bought in? And then I have to talk a little bit about my guy Dak Prescott coming back for my Cowboys. Dak is back. I'm excited. We'll break that down to wrap up things here in the first half of the show. Then Tanner, second half, positive energy, right? Positive. We're going to need some here going into the second half of the show. Yeah, in the second half of the show, me and Casey are going to continue with picks of the week. We are going to try to right the wrongs of the week's past. We have not been doing too hot lately. To say the least. Both of us with slightly losing records. Try to try to turn that around moving forward. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to give our initial takeaways for the start of the NBA season. Yeah, small takes. They could be big takes. We'll see what you guys think. NBA started. Just a little nugget for you to end the show. But little takes for a little bit of the season. Ah, there you go, my friend. Just look around for the entire show for all things NFL and NBA. But that was quite a slate of games over the weekend. Okay, to say the least, quite so the Bucks and Packers both continue to struggle. Like I said, my guy Dak Prescott is back. But let's start on Monday night. Okay, we'll start on Monday night. The Bears dominated the Patriots, thirty-four to fourteen. Chicago's defense made plays all night. Four total takeaways. Fields ran the ball well, uh, eighty-three yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's still got to get better in the pocket. You know, he's, he's still got to develop as a pocket passer, which is not 
his forte, obviously. But, you know, if you're going to survive in the NFL, you still got to develop there. But he ran the ball well. But, Dan, let me open it to you. The biggest storyline, the Patriots quarterback controversy. Mac Jones returns, plays like, I think it was three drives. Correct me if I'm wrong, three drives. And throws an interception. Gets benched. Bailey Zappi then inserted, plays the rest of the game. They lose. Zappi doesn't play all that well for for the remainder of the game. Hot start. Hot start. They went and got that touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. But they got that got that touchdown. Now, what is going on? Okay, well, you have been a Mac Jones defender dating back to last year, and I was saying, as ah, your first round quarterback, you're like, yes, he deserves to be picked in the first round, top ten, whatever. Were you still, you still, you know, you you up, you fighting up that hill? Where are you at right now? I'm confused, is where I am. I don't think I'm. You're talking about a hill. I'm standing on the bottom trying to figure out which way is the best way to climb. I have no idea who I think is going to start this Sunday. I kind of I think ass- Bill Belichick knows. I kind of assume it's going to be Mac Jones. But I feel like most people are acting like it's going to be Bailey Zappi. Neither one of them looked incredible on no. Monday. Neither looked good. But they also, they, had also, that drive, they, also but... they were also playing in bad weather. So what can you really take away from this game? And I don't know who they should play moving forward. I don't know which one is best for their team. I think – you hope it's Mac Jones. He's been a Max first better, right? Like Max first better. Out, probably, probably, or right? What have we seen out of Mac Jones that's made us say? I mean, last season oh. he had like a, a seven-game win streak. Last season, and again, you can say people get hot and go on win streaks. That happens. That definitely happens. But oh, he made the Pro Bowl. He made so, me I mean, somewhat bite my tongue last year a little bit. I mean, if you're talking about like quarterbacks that are winning, what about like, made the playoffs? Davis? He made the playoffs. He got Daniel smacked. Jones, he got smacked. Daniel Jones is probably going to make playoffs this year. And do you think he's good? No, it just kind of shows you what coaching can do. And that's I, I, I said that's the best place for Mac Jones would be the yeah. Patriots because a system guy. But it seems like he has. But I, I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen enough out of Mac Jones to think he can succeed other yeah. places. They do decide to go Bailey Zappi. Indeed. And Bailey Zappi does end up being – Good. I think Mac Jones would have trade a decent amount of trade value. He took a team to the playoffs and he hasn't looked bad and he's still a young guy. So he ended the season bad and he started the season bad, but like he had that nice but, but stretch. Neither last. One was atrocious. He wasn't turning the ball over. I mean, two touchdowns and six picks this year in like four, not four total games, but he's played in four games. Two, two, six picks, two touchdowns, and then Zappy, five touchdowns, three picks. I don't think either has played this season like a franchise quarterback. I don't think either has played like a franchise quarterback. Bailey Zappy's been season. promising, and he does look like he has the stronger arm. Zappy I mean, makes some nice little... throws. Yeah, he looks somewhat confident, deliver, you know, delivering them as well in the pocket. I need to see one more week of both. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I just don't know. I almost feel like no matter what, they're going to be back in the quarterback market. That's kind of what I think. I think both guys are somewhat yeah. mediocre. I think both guys are somewhat mediocre. I don't think, I don't think neither. But they're both really young guys. Great. 
They're both young, though. And you're right, you could save a lot of money by going with either or even like keeping both. But Mac Jones was a first round pick. I don't know how expensive he was. He was like mid mid first round. So I don't exactly know what his contract is like, but he was a first round pick. It's not nice benching your first round quarterback. And uh, I just think they've made a mess. I think they've made a mess. How if you're Mac Jones, you were given three drives and you make make a bad throw. That was a poor decision by Mac Jones on that interception. That was his fault. Was poor, poor decision. But you make make a mistake and you play a few drives and you get yanked. So it's like, okay, I have that little bit of a leash. Like that, like, like, it's like dude, yeah, you make, and you're I done. Thought. I was like, dude, you're pulling him already. I get like after halftime, it's not even close. You put Zappy and give him half, and it's a terrible half. I, I, I even understand that. But like a few, he was he didn't even finish the first quarter. <laughs> it's like, what are but they doing there? Mac Jones coming off an injury, rushed back. What a lot of people said was going to be a four to six week injury. He comes back after two weeks. Yeah, he probably wasn't one hundred percent. He probably wasn't one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. People are calling his job though. People are taking his job away on TV. They're saying, so you know, so it could have been a thing to like protect himself. You know, you're going to go with Zappy, and we could see Zappy again next week if that is the case. But I just don't know what to take away from the situation. I don't know. It could be a situation as to where Bailey Zappi's coming back down to earth because he didn't play great for the remainder of that game. He had that one nice, nice surge as where they you know, surge of energy when he first. It's hard to play in. quarterback in the NFL when the other team knows you need to throw it and it's raining super hard. No, I'm just saying it wasn't a great game. Turned the ball over a couple of times and <sighs> trying to make play. I understand. I just don't think they saw. I think they were kind of hoping for more. They put they put Zappy in. I think they were kind of hoping a little bit like, hey, hopefully Zappy comes in and plays really good, and then it's like clear Zappy's our guy. And that happened, and they're like, man, we still have to decide on this, and this is a continued thing. Um, it's a mess, and we're going to see who starts this weekend. I have no idea. We'll see. So I If match isn't 100%, like you said, if it's like that, then I would think you got to put Zappy in. You got to start Zappy. And really tell Mac, hey, dude, it's clear. If that's the case, it's clear. I mean, it, it was just bad decision making, though, on the interception. So I don't know if he is that health. Is that like I don't when know? When was the last time you expected a Patriots game to be close with the Jets? Like where it was a essentially. I'm excited a- for this Patriots Jets game a little bit, like just to see the outcome, what it looks like what the Jets can look like as they've been like the little brother for so long. Can they go and beat big brother here? Let's move on though. Enough about the Patriots. Bears looked really good. Bears looked good. The defense looked good. Fields looked good. Like we said earlier, ran the ball. Well, got to get better in the pocket. Had a touchdown pass. Good win for the bears. That's my takeaway for Chicago. Pretty much. Um, Let's move on though. Something big happened since we talked last, obviously McCaffrey, to the San out of out of nowhere to the San Francisco 49ers, not a team I saw in the McCaffrey sweepstakes. And you know, now they have a top, in my opinion, a top five running back in McCaffrey. You know, if he's if this guy's on the field, I'm gonna grant him a top five place. Yeah. A top five, a top three tight end in Kittle. I'll put him at top three. Yeah. Right? Three yeah. awesome. You can go down to five if you want, but I I put three. Top weapon. I don't know what where receiver wise he's a top five ten ish receiver in Debo Samuel a great weapon in general with that defense which before they played Kansas City played really well you know they looked really good before they played Kansas City they played 
terrible against against the Chiefs off. They they got lit. Don't up forget on they also Sunday. have a good offensive line. Oh oh, and then Trent Williams is back. He's he's yeah. back. He's back too. So might be the best player in the NFL. By the he's, way, he, he he's back. But and they lost forty four to twenty three to the Chiefs. They allowed big plays in big spots. It kind of seemed like like a, a couple like third and longs. They lit up huge plays several times in the game. And it was like, okay, <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, that's sort of like, okay, it's the Chiefs. What can I do against that? How are you on this team right now? Are you thinking this is the best team in the NFC? After, you know, roster-wise, I think it's got to be the best team in the NFC. I think from top to bottom, I think, yes, it probably is the best roster in the NFC. But at the most important position, they're lacking behind every other contending team in the NFC. Yeah, every other one. Every other one. I would take the Eagles and Jalen Hurts over San Francisco. Vikings and Kirk Cousins, honestly. I don't know. And and even as bad as they've been, I still think the Bucs are more talented with Tom Brady. If you count in. Tom Brady over Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady is still better than Jimmy Garoppolo. The quarterback wise, they're like the worst. He has not looked great this year. He's still better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I would. I would still hope. I would bet money more on Tom still, despite what I've seen so far, than I would yes on Jimmy because of what we've seen from him in big spots, especially as of recently. I don't know. I don't know. They gotta have better quarterback play, though. They got like you said. They gotta have better quarterback play. And you know, at times, I think the play calling has lacked. At times, it's just been like uh, I just feel like they they're lacking the pop that we've seen at times this year that we've seen last year. Even like they're, they, I haven't seen as much. And now I think that's going to change. I have Christian McCaffrey; he's going to try and reinvent some stuff. I bet maybe it's not this week. Maybe it's in the next couple of weeks. But I think this offense really starts to pop. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo is under center. I, I have confidence in Kyle Shanahan and that staff to do what they usually do, but uh, they're good, man. Getting Christian McCaffrey, adding Christian McCaffrey. They have a losing record. Team. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Don't they're they feel like they should they're not have a losing record? It's been weird, though, for them so far. It's been kind of weird, you know. Jimmy, the old Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and it was kind of good. Not good that Trey Lance got hurt, but that put an end to the whole speculation that was happening at the quarterback spot. No, Jimmy's the guy for the year. Trey's out. Jimmy's the guy. So that put that to bed. But that kind of, for me, was like, hey, we're going all in this year. Like, we have Jimmy Garoppolo. He caught us to the NFC title game last year. We're going all in this season with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's kind of what I, is what I'm also taking from this McCaffrey trade. And they're also saying, hey, since we have (laughs) Garoppolo, maybe we need another weapon in Christian McCaffrey. I don't think they gave up too much in considering the upside in Christian McCaffrey. You know, they gave up like what three picks, three or four picks, a second, third, and like a four. I I don't know the exact details, but yeah, my my theory has always been your hope when you have those draft picks is that they turn into a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Like, so if you're trading him for the proven thing, that's probably typically the smarter move is to take the proven player that you know can succeed at the NFL level. Yeah. But it's a lot for a guy who could play four or five games a year for you to add to a team that has had injury issues the entire time. Kyle Shanahan has been there. 
it seems a little steep, I think. But obviously, the upside is incredible. Hey, also, last note: he is the perfect 49er to that to that very reason. So talented, like like a lot of these guys are on the Niners squad. Always hurt, at least recently, hurt a lot recently. Perfect 49er. It fits in absolutely perfectly. Christian McCaffrey is a, as a San Francisco 49er. I bought into it right away. And their ceiling is super, super high. Let's see how good they can be at the quarterback spot and how good Kyle Shanahan can do with all these weapons, uh, you know, on his tool belt. He has a lot of things he can play with. Our Raiders. Our, our Raiders. Our Raiders had a nice 38 to 20 win over the lowly Texans. Yes, but a nice win. Okay. What the score should have been right there, 38 to 20. And we said this, we said that a streak is coming. They are now two and four. Josh Jacobs has the offense rolling. Keep riding it. Keep riding him. Okay. And I think this team Keep it rolling is getting back. I think we do is getting back into the playoff hunt, man. I do. That was a big win. Exactly the step where they need to go. And I think they're going to take the next step forward and uh, continue on with this streak. Nice win for the Raiders though. Yeah. And they play the saints this upcoming week. And I think uh, that could be a very winnable game for the Raiders. I got something. uh, Maybe I got maybe up my sleeve about that game coming up later in the show. Okay. So uh, we'll maybe talk about that game later. Not to spoil anything later coming up. Um, but keep rolling. I'm glad to see they got a you know, that was a must win. Every game right now is a yeah, must win for them. So they have to that run that we talked about, they have to go on it. They have to beat all the inferior teams to them. It, luckily for them, I kind of think two of the inferior teams are in their division, which we weren't exactly sure about. I kind of think they're better than the Broncos and the Chargers. Yeah, I think they're definitely better than the Broncos. And with the way the Chargers are heading injury-wise and stuff, I would say, yeah, they're on the path to be better than the Chargers as well. Not they're better already. Who did the Chargers just lose to? Uh, Chargers just lost to the Seahawks. Yeah, that's really really bad. (laughs) That's That's a really bad loss. But they still have a winning record. They're four and three. Despite the woes this season, they're staying above 500. They're fighting through it. And uh, Justin Herbert's had some bad plays this year, but he's also keeping this team afloat right now. So if give him the nod, and I, I don't know about the Chargers anymore. I don't know. But the Raiders are looking, are going to benefit from that 100%. 100%. Yeah, I hope the Raiders are able to do something because they – might be better than the Bucks. Yeah, so then maybe you can buy into another team. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and now you brought them up. I've waited for long enough. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers find themselves with their season teetering on the brink of, I want to say, I don't be too dramatic here, but almost all-time disappointment. You know, seriously, this team has the same talent on it, arguably, that it had when it won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. A lot of the same players, at least. And they find themselves three and four. You don't want to overreact. You don't want to underreact. These are two pretty bad losses, though. And, and they lost to, at the time, the one in five Panthers. At the time, the Before one. that, uh, 
whatever and nothing. Steelers. Steelers yeah, they won team. one win. That was their second win as well. They were one in four, I believe, before they beat uh, you. They were one in four. And then because they just got beat easily, you know, it was, just somewhat, it was somewhat close. It was like a one score game, but Miami just beat them. With, I think that was on Sunday night. And that, no, not Sunday. That was, mo- was that Monday. That was Monday. Sunday night. Sunday night Sun- football. Sunday night. Yeah, Monday was Patriots. What am I saying? And it, they didn't play that great in that game either. But moving forward, they scored three points against the Panthers. Against the Panthers, who do have a pretty good defense. I'm not going to say the Panthers eh. are terrible or anything, but they're not a good team. They were one in five for a reason. The offense is in shambles. They just traded away their best player. Tanner, putting on the season. Are you are you punting? How, how are you feeling? Uh, it makes me want to. It makes me want to punt on football fandom just in general. Stop uh, watching I, on Sunday. It's it's fall. You know, I could be enjoying my Sundays, taking walks outside. But instead, I'm spinning them on the couch. Apple picking, watching, you know. Watching yeah. the Buccaneers play the most pitiful football I've maybe ever seen. And that's saying a lot because – the Bucks have been bad a lot of my life, but three points to the one and five Panthers is crazy. It started with that Mike Evans drop. Yeah, it just took all the all the air out of the stadium. And I'm calling it right now: if they are not competitive with the Ravens, Thursday night, Ravens on Thursday, going into a long week, Byron Leftwich, your job. It's in question, might, bro. Might not be as secure, and I think it's already in question. For me, for me, that's been the. I, I said this, I think, to you last week. Might have been off mic. Are you looking at your new head coach? Are you looking at coaching right now? Because it's the same team, you know. And like, I'm not watching it as in depth as you are. You would know better than I would. That's why I'm asking that question. Like, I know a guy in the front office who has some coaching experience. Oh, I know that won, guy. Won a Super Bowl. Where's the fun, where's the funny little hat? Likes to party, yeah, and win. Yeah, I feel like they they need Bruce Arians in there to like chew them out or something. This Bucks team just looks broken on offense and on defense. Right. Like as the game goes on, they wear out. They get bad on third downs. It's hard to watch either side of the ball right now. It's just like. Yeah, it's just like, what is the problem with this team? We should not be seeing this from this offense, even from the defense at times, at times, because they have been good. You know what I mean? Like, they have been a top off defense this year, off and on, but like overall, they have been a top defense. But can they make the playoffs? Is kind of the question. So, we're on first on third down, or I'm pretty sure something like that. So, okay, so they're not a good third down defense. It's, it's red zone percentage, is what it is 31st on defense. And offensively, yeah, in the red zone, they just can't put the ball in the re- put the ball in the end zone. Sometimes it's like get six. You know they've really struggled that time, especially getting like those multiple. I have multiple times in my mind now them not getting a two point conversion that they needed in a critical point in the game, which co- was which costed them. And it's like, man, they're having this many problems in the red zone. It doesn't seem right. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the problem. Almost like all that time missed away from the team. Is it Tom Brady? Is it the play calling? Is it? I think a lot. I think number one is play calling. Number two Tom is isn't playing great. Team just looking uninspired, including Tom Brady. Yeah, including and him. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
what else can it be besides what's going on in his personal life? Does he like? Does he care? But like, wh- like the, everything points to yes. Because why else would he be playing if he didn't care about playing? Because like everything that's going on off the field, it's like it's because you're playing football is what everyone says, right? So like, he must really care. I, I would think he'd be like so bought in right now and just like playing the best football of his life almost. But it's the opposite. Not, not he's not playing the worst football of his life, but. He's looking like he's almost 45 years old. Oh, you know, we've seen. No, almost... he's not. He's looking like he's almost okay. 40 years old. Fine, maybe. Okay, 45 no is a stretch. Is... 45 is a stretch. You're right. 40. He looks 40. He looks 40. But as bad as the Bucks have been, and they've been bad. They're three and four. They still have a good chance to make the playoffs. The Falcons are three and the four. Falcons, Panthers, and the Saints. Saints None are two the... and four. What two and None five, of the right? Three yeah, teams are good. I can't see us getting anywhere besides the four seed. Maybe if they like, we're also the seven seed right now. Like, if you just went off records, mm-hmm. so we could find ourselves in the last wild card if we strung some wins together. But I think we got to win the division. I think we will win the division. If you make the playoffs, anything can happen. But the I'll tell you what, on your team. But I'll tell you what. As bad as the Bucks have looked, at least they haven't looked as bad as the Packers the last few weeks. The Packers. Who's into the Giants, Jets, and Commanders back to back to back weeks? At least I tried to tell you, my friend. Yeah, it's just two older quarterbacks that are on under. I didn't see Tom coming. I didn't see the Bucks thing coming. So I'm not. I don't see everything, my friend. I did not see the Bucks. But Green Bay. Why is Geno Smith outperforming guys? A lot like, of players. A lot of players. Like how he's, like a, Gino- he's been a top ten quarterback this year. He's been a top ten quarterback this season based off six, seven games. I don't see how you can't put him towards like, the top. I can't see how you can't. He leads his division. He like leads the league, I think, in completion percentage. How do you not put this guy or he's towards the top? How at one point he led the league in passer rating? How don't you put him towards the top so far this year? It's been—I don't know if it's just a great story. I think it like is. He's been more story, impressive but... than Brady and Rodgers. How is that a thing? Hundred percent. The NFL is in the upside down. And the Washington Commanders, yeah, just beat the Packers. That was terrible. But I wasn't that surprised. I thought it was going to be close. I was surprised they ended up losing that game. I knew it was going to be close. That's why I think that line was like at seven points or something going into it. So I think that was a half, bit, I think. Seven, oh, five, oh, five and a half. You're right. It was five and a half. You're right. That's exactly what it was. It was five and a half. Because and, it was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, there you go. Moving on, though. Let's end on a positive here in the first half. Dak Prescott is back. Okay. And also, I want your opinion, opinion on something here in just a minute. Dak Prescott is back. The Cowboys got a win. And I really... I'm going to start by saying this. I don't have any real big complaints. No big complaints. Just the usual. You know, Kellen Moore doesn't know how to call plays for Dak Prescott. Just the usual stuff for Cowboy fans. You know, Dak comes in. Kellen Moore stops doing what he's been doing the past four, you know, four games, five games. that They've had success. And their first half of the game, they score six points against one of the worst defenses in football. So, let me just let me just get that off oh, off my shoulders there for a minute, okay? But besides that, Dak was efficient, seventy six percent completion, a touchdown. You know, a few throws. I think he wish he wish he had back. Okay, a few that he that he missed on. 
but there are also several throws, several plays that he made that it's like, okay, that's why Dak Prescott is better than Cooper Rush, and that is why we are better with Dak Prescott. Just like for the random, you know, few people out there, I want to say few that were starting that. It's like, okay, that's why Dak Prescott is our starting quarterback. Let me ask you this. I've been hearing a lot of a lot of uh talk. Name 10, can you name me 10 quarterbacks right now, based on what we've seen this season, that are 100% better than Dak Prescott? I'm saying no way. You can name me seven. You can name me seven that are 100% better. But after that, it gets a little murky, and I think you got to give some respect to this guy. He's going to put on a a run together here. He's played two games, you know, seven quarters this, this season. He's barely played, but... Um, Sands, but we've seen some uh, from some other quarterbacks. I can name you seven if you want to do it right now. I can, I can, I can name you. <laughs> no, seven. I, I think yeah. we all know the seven. I mean, I think yeah. we know the type of guys you're talking about. Exactly. So he's right there after. He's a top ten quarterback. I think it's nice to have him back. And on the other side, the defense. It's like they didn't. They they played well. If you watch the game, it wasn't the over. You know, over uh, overwhelming pass rush that you've been seeing this the past several weeks, but. They still had five sacks. They still had five sacks and five takeaways. Five takeaways, you know, and it, it kind of seems like with the what the Eagles are doing, with what the Niners getting, you know, Christian McCaffrey, what the Giants are doing, it almost kind of seems like we're underdogs right now. You know, Cowboys are like, yeah, they're yes. good. They're good. But, you know, maybe Cooper Rush is better than Dak. The Dak disrespect is going on. I like where the Dallas Cowboys sit today. I, I seven weeks in, whatever they're five and two. I like where they sit right now, which is not what I expected when Dak got hurt week one. I very much like where we're yeah. at right now. The defense is coming alive. One of the best, if not the best, in, in the in the league. I might say the very best in football with what we've seen every single week from them. Don't sleep on the Dallas Cowboys right now, guys. That's all I'm saying. Do not sleep on the Dallas Cowboys. Let's see what Dak Prescott can do with this offense. Same story every year with the Cowboys, though. It's the same story, but we've never had a Dave. Ne- it's been decades since they've had a defense this good. I would say the one difference is the NFC is worse than it has and, been, and that is a huge thing as well. The NFC. If the Bucks were five and two right now, I don't know if I'd be as confident. You know, if the Green Bay the Packers. Packers were five and two right now. I wouldn't be as confident. They're not. They don't look great. Even the Niners are three and four right now. The Eagles don't scare me that much because they're in division. We see them a lot. They're really good. But with Dak, a healthy Dak Prescott, I don't think there's that big a gap between these two teams. And they just beat the Giants with a backup quarterback. Don't worry about the Giants whatsoever, right? So don't sleep on the Dallas Cowboys is all I want to say here before we wrap things up. Feel good though, man. Thursday night, big game coming up. What's your quick prediction before we head there? Thursday night. I think you guys got a chance. You're not favored right now. You're not favored, I think, at home. We shouldn't be favored against anybody. We're terrible. No, I understand that, I, but you're not favored at home. Kinda, I'm looking think, for them as my underdog. Not this week, but I'm looking for them as my somewhat underdog this week. I am. I'm saying Ravens are up like 21 going to the fourth quarter. We make it like a seven-point game. We lose. All right. There's the Tanner final prediction. A little bit of a negative Nelly on this one. Can you blame him, they folks? Stink. They just lost to the Steelers and the Panthers. <laughs> and you expect me to be? You expect me to beat Lamar him. Jackson and the Ravens? 
I cannot blame you, my friend. But let's go ahead and take a break and come back and do something we also haven't been too great. Also something not too fun to talk about. Picks of the week, but positive energy, my friend, going into next week. That's Tenor File. I'm Casey Foreman. Keep it locked on. We'll be right back. Okay, and welcome back. Like we said in the first half of the show, let's transition, talk all things picks of the week like we do every week. And I'm not going to run from it, and neither is Tanner, okay? We're not going to run from it. We're running running right up, uh, or what's the thing, the the Grizzlies? Right up the chimney. The Grizzlies say all things in the playoffs last year. They're running right up the chimney. They're not ducking no smoke, and that's exactly what Tanner and I are doing this week it wasn't a good week a good week for either of us okay it was not a good week out there boys one in three on my picks tanner also one in three one in three on his picks i am 11 and 13 on the year tanner i'm 10 and 14 so we got a little bit of a hole each of us do a little bit of a hole to get ourselves out of here and i have no lack of confidence okay no lack of confidence Let's ride. Okay, Tanner. Let's ride. Okay. And let's hit go Careful. right. Let's go. It, it's, it's it's a little bit da- done anything dangerous. We are doing anything dangerous before, Tanner. You done anything <laughs> dangerous? Oh, I've done something like that. Oh, I just <laughs> oh, I've done something like that. It's kind of spicy. Oh my goodness. I gotta try one of those now. Honestly, I gotta the try. The I, I gotta try one of those. Either way, let's ride. Our picks are going over. Tanner, what are you looking at this week for your over? I went Patriots Jets at forty and a half. I think whether it's Mac Jones, whether it's Bailey Zappi, doesn't really matter to me. I think they score twenty. 22 and then the jets i kind of think are going to win this game it'd be the first time they beat the patriots in a long time especially when it matters yeah i I guess so if i think the patriots are going to score 20 and i think the jets are going to win i have to take over 40 and a half i not to jump ahead here to skip my over, but I actually have the under on this game, Tanner. I think okay. it's going to be a low-scoring game. The Patriots are in a bit of a dilemma right now. The offense really hasn't looked good all this at all this year besides that one game against the worst defense in the league in, in, in the Lions. Besides that, they've been pretty bad offensively. The, Jet, the Jets are decently banged up. No breeze saw. Vera Tucker's out. It's in division. They know each other. I'm they seeing went a low. For James Robinson. I saw that. I have him in fantasy. I'm happy about that. But a new player, is he going to jump in and work right away? Let's see. All I'm saying is low scoring in division, ma- in division matchup here is what I got. I have the under on the Patriots and the Jets this so, weekend. The reason I went over, we just saw this Patriots team get kind of exposed by the Bears. I think the Jets have a better offense than the Bears do. Casey, this marks history. This is the first time in our season and a half of doing picks that we've ever had opposing games. Line in the sand. 
Yeah, put it in, man. It's me against you on this one. And I'm feeling good about the other, but that is a game now oh, that we okay but either way either way this is a game that i'm gonna be looking forward to i'm gonna be having a close eye on and i guess our fans are going to as well our listeners are going to as well because uh he's got the over i got the under this game suddenly suddenly just got a little interesting even though you know I thought it was interesting before i think we're gonna find a lot out about the jets in this game if Brees hall was still there i think it'd be more fun and and i think who starts for the patriots matters no, it's an interesting game. It, it is. It is. And now it's even more. Now it's a super interesting game. So now for my over, you know, my under already, I'll get to my over. I'm looking at the 49ers and the Rams at 41 and a half. Now, my first thing, I don't think this is going to be a shootout. My first thought is, okay, this is going to be a super high scoring game. No, but I look at the Rams coming off a bye week. I look at the Niners with a full week, almost two weeks with Christian McCaffrey. And this line's at 41. 41 and a half. I think that's kind of low. So I got to take the over with two good teams with a low line coming off a by the Rams. I got over Niners Rams 41 and a half. Yeah, I don't hate it. It's two teams that have shown they can score the ball. Christian McCaffrey is going to be another week into this offense. I have to think he's going to be the bell cow. You don't give up three points for uh, running. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, three picks to, for a running back if you're not going to use him a lot. And he's really, really good at football. So good football players score a lot of points. Yeah, so I, I'm taking the over on this one. What's your under? What's your under? So my under, I went the game that very well could have been game of the week if this season wasn't the season from – the upside down, like I said earlier, I got Packers, Bills. Oh, yeah. I think, I think the Bills probably jump out to an early lead, play some ball control, win this game 28-10. Dominant fashion, Packers never really have a chance. The line is 47 and a half on this game. Yeah, okay. I don't think the Packers are going to score that many points either, so that's kind of what it comes down to. How many points were the Bills going to allow and how many are they going to put up themselves? Because they're capable of putting up 40, 50 points themselves. So it's like, how many points are the Packers going to, you know, how many teams are these, or how many points are these teams going to allow? Because they're capable of shutting it down. Uh, but the offense on the other end for Buffalo is obviously could be the very best in the league. So that's my only doubt, taking it under with a team like Buffalo involved. But I see your logic there. My, again, my under. Patriots Jets, like we talked about earlier. Okay, so now favorite underdog, my friend. Favorite, a team that is favored to win this week by a certain amount, and you like it where it's at. What are you looking at? I went Bengals minus four against Cleveland. Yeah. The Bengals looked really good, especially on offense. They look like the Bengals from last year. Look like they found that mojo again. Yeah. All it took was the former LSU Tigers going back to the Superdome where they won the national championship yeah. and they caught fire for what seems like could be the rest of the season. They look great. They popped, and, man. They popped. They popped. Jamar Chase know, Boyd. And I know this Bro. game is in and I know this game is in Cleveland, but I think the Bengals are a lot better than the Browns are right now. I think Joe Burrow's a lot better than Jacoby Brissett is. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to win by more than four points. 
touchdown. Win by a touchdown, right? Yeah. At least. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I like it too. My favorite. I am gonna keep it rolling with our Raiders minus one and a half against the Saints. Okay, so we said it. A streak is coming, not in your underwear, but in the wind column, my friend. In the mm-hmm. wind column, and one is on the way. It has already started. Uh, beating the Texans, then they go on here and beat the Saints. They keep it rolling. I'm basically putting my money where my mouth is. Josh Jacobs is going to keep the train going. Carr has to stay efficient. He played really well against the Texans. I think he only threw a touchdown, but you know they scored 38 points and they blew out the opposing team. Stay efficient. Do what you got to do. Make the throws you got to make. Raiders minus one and a half. My favorite. Yeah, I don't hate that. I was very close to taking that as my favorite. The only thing is, I think the Saints are a team that if you know Taysom Hill scores two touchdowns, weird things could happen. I think they can but, win by three. I think they can win by three. But what about underdog? Who is your underdog? I hate doing this because I hate giving this team any credit or like rooting any credit or like rooting for them in any way. But the Commanders plus two and a half against the Colts. The Manders are rolling right now. They've won two. Yeah, whatever you want to call them. They've won two and a half. And the Colts are benching Matt Ryan. I know he's kind of hurt, but they're benching Matt Ryan for what could be the remainder of the season. So a guy coming in, bit of a hectic situation happening in Indianapolis. Heineke should bring the Heinekens. Commanders plus two and a half. It's those Heine kids are to celebrate after the game, right? 100%. Okay. Come on. I, Come on yeah, now. I don't hate it. I think the Colts are a better football team, but I also saw a report that said the Colts could be selling, like, the entire team. They could be selling Matt Ryan. They could be selling Shaq Leonard, guys like that, who are the building blocks of this team. Yeah, I saw the commanders right plus now, two like, and a half. Like the guys you're playing the most money to. So it seems, you know, a little strange that they would just blow up the team whenever they're still definitely in an the playoff option hunt. to make the playoffs. In yeah, the, the, the Titans didn't look a lot better than them on Sunday. No, they beat, you know, it was a you know, nice win, but it wasn't like clear difference in team here. No, but they saw something they didn't like and he's out of there. And uh, I think the commanders with, Heine- with Heineke, I think, it, I don't know about upgrade from Carson Wentz, but he might fit better. He really might. He might fit better in that on that system. He's played there longer. I think the commanders win this game. So I got okay. commanders plus two and a half. What's your underdog? Did you say already? No. For my underdog, I picked a game that if you would have been looking at the schedule preseason – you would have thought week eight game against the Giants and the Seahawks. Who cares? Well, America cares. These are two teams. There are these are two teams with winning records. The Giants have what the second best record in the they're NFL. Six and, they're six and one. And the Seahawks are division leaders four, four and three. Four and yeah. three. I think the Giants are the better team. I think the Giants are the better coach team right now. They seem to have the that mojo at the end of the game. Saquon Barkley, I think, will be the best play. He'll be the difference maker for this team. What's the line at? 
plus three. Giants are plus three. So yeah. I think the Giants are better than the Seahawks. Yeah, that's a decently big. That's and it's going to be a I close know, game. I know, I know it's in Seattle, but yeah, if it's a close game, I don't think the Seahawks win by more than a field goal. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. That's and pretty, if it's a one-score so. game, I trust the Giants. That's funny, man. That's a, that's a change of. <laughs> see, that's hilarious. You trust the Giants in a close game, but you're right. What are you doing? Right. So far this year, so far this year, they've been good. They've won. Their close games, they have won. Saquon Barkley, to your credit, has been the difference maker. And their defense has also come up big in yes. spots. Their secondary has. So, okay, my, so, game of the week now, though. Game of the week, I like that pick. Game of the week. Your Super Bowl pick, Bucks ravens Yeah, I Thursday I guess night I, football, too. Great Thursday night game. Yeah, we've suffered through two pretty bad Thursday night like football more than games. two. I feel like it's been like yeah, since Bills Rams. It's been bad Thursday yeah. night games. I feel like yeah, all the Thursday night games have not been great. Preseason, you would have thought this one would be an incredible. Yeah, I think there's a chance this game's also a stinker when you watch it. But I feel good about it. I feel good about it. I think it's gonna be a good game. These are two teams that, despite how their seasons have gone, which I don't think has been up to par for either team. I think they both still have championship aspirations right now. The Ravens have been up 10 in every game they've played. You can't say that about a lot of teams that they still have championship aspirations. These are two of them. So I think that's probably the game of the week. Also, the best, the other games of the week are just games that we've seen a lot of. Uh, you have Rams Niners, 40, right? 49ers Rams happens twice a year. So it's just not quite as exciting as a cross-conference game between two. No, but it is two uh, good teams. It is two good teams, you know, or I think, I think. Yeah, I think these teams can both oh, – I'll say this. These teams can both be good. At times, and their ceiling is per decently high. Like, it's a and good – We've seen some pretty low floors lately. Blowing fourth-quarter leads for the Ravens and then – the Bucks just playing uninspired football throughout the entire game, pretty much. Not the right? entire season. Yeah, throughout, exactly. So that's how it's been. They kind of just been like limping their way to victories, or like yeah, their way to wins. You know, it's like hey, we won, but it wasn't like a great win. You know, so yep. exactly, exactly that. But those are our picks this week. We gotta do good this week. We if we if, if we have another, which is gonna happen, I feel good about it. One of us have to bite the bullet on on the Patriots Jets though, so one of us are gonna have to take one loss here. One of but, us will uh, be four and zero, and one of us will be three and one, which I'm okay with. I'm cool with you being the three and one. I'm a game behind you, so you might as well just let me be four and zero. That way we're all even. I again. am perfectly fine with you going three and one. All right, relax. <laughs> okay, let's move on though. Talk about the NBA because yes, the NBA is back. There's not that much to break down, of course, because we've had, you know, some teams like your Bucks have played two games. Some teams have played like four games, you know, four going on five games close to. Depends on their on their on their schedule. You know, it all evens out at some point. But the NBA season has returned. Our predictions were on last week's episode. So if you missed out on that, go check out them. Uh, we had a fun time in the second half of last week's episode. 
But I wanted to spend a few minutes here to wrap things up on some of our initial, you know, kind of reactions to the NBA season. And I'm going to open things up with this, Tanner. I think the NBA's MVP race this season is going to be a memorable one. I think it's going to be crazy. Reason I say that, John Morant, it's so early in the season, but 35 points a game, seven assists, 60% from three. I know that number is going to change, but he's balling out to start the year. If he can go on a tear, I think he is, you know, a factor for MVP. Luka Doncic, 33 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. I do think that that is sustainable for Luka Doncic, 33, eight and eight. Steph Curry putting up 33, 34 a game. Giannis, 32, 12 and five. And I didn't even hit like Kevin Durant, Nicole, all these other guys putting up a bunch of numbers right now. So the MVP race is going to be nuts. And Ja and the Grizzlies look like they're going to be a bunch of fun again this year is my first takeaway. Yeah, I think my first takeaway is I just want to apologize to the Trailblazers, only undefeated team in the Western Conference at 4-0. Public apology. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even have them in the play-in tournament. So (laughs) yeah, that's that's on me. My bad. I don't think this team is gonna be contending for a title by any means. I don't think this team is probably even a guaranteed playoff team. But I think this team's a play-in team. I think somewhere between seven and ten is where they'll find themselves at the end of the season. Yeah, that's where I put them. I put them in the play-in tournament. And to your credit, yeah, good idea switching back because this is not a bad team. This is not a terrible team. That was actually my next point was the Trailblazers actually don't look terrible. To your, you know, to your point, four and oh, Damian Lillard, 33 points a game. Anthony, Anthony Simmons, 20 points a game. Jeremiah Grant, Jeremy Grant, 17 points a game. They have Nurkic, they have Josh Hart, they have some nice young players. It looks like they're going to be a playing team. If not a playoff team, it's going to be in that range, like a six through 10. I'll I'll give them up to a six seed, and then I think they'll be six to 10. Like you said, seven, I think they'll maybe get up to six. But uh, yeah, the Trailblazers for sure looking a little bit better than we initially expected. My next takeaway, though, man, we were right, at least, you know, looking at the Lakers and the Nets to say not, not to give them that much credit going into the season. Still the same old problems. Lakers are winless. Okay, I'm not going to beat them up too much. Some people saying, oh, it's 0-3. Their season's over. Guys, they play 82 games. They play 82 games. 0-3 is nothing. 0-10 is something. 0-10 is something. 0-3, I'm not getting worried about 0-3, even though I expect much from this team anyway. But Russell Westbrook, Tanner, is putting up 10 points a game. I think the worry about being 0-3 for the Lakers is – all three of their supposed guys are playing in their own three. Oh yeah. They've all played. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'd be different if they were own three and Anthony Davis was out. Anthony yeah, Davis just hit inside of the backboard on threes. What's what happened to his outside jumper? That thing used to be clean. That like he used to have a nice step back outside jumper. That year they won the championship. That was one of his go-to moves. People were saying, get inside, stop shooting so much from outside, even though he was knocking it down. Now it's like, man, really stop shooting from outside because you cannot do it like you used to. Uh, Like I said, Russell Westbrook, 10 points a game. He's 10 points a game from Russ. He went, he went, Oh, of 11 in one of their games. Like, 
And and they're getting like nothing off their bench, nothing off their bench so far. Which again, things could change. Who am I to say? But from Reeves, none. Toscano and even Patrick Beverly, they're getting like seventeen points total from those guys. Like Free LeBron. Like I almost feel bad too. Like LeBron's putting up like 27, 28 points. You know, he's 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 doing fine. Anthony Davis like 24, 25. Okay. Russ is not doing well whatsoever. Clearly does not work. Doesn't want to be there. No one wants him there. It's pretty clear. And then for the Nets, okay, same thing for the Nets. They're one and two. Um, Kyrie, KD doing whatever, doing their thing. Ben Simmons looks like worse offensively. Like he looks worse. Well, I mean, he's going to be a little rusty when you haven't played basketball in like 86 years. Oh, that's exactly it. He's rusty and like he looks bad offensively. And it's like, man, you got to get this thing going. You know that shot he took outside in that video where he like completely missed the rim. We've all taken that shot where you haven't picked up a ball. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just took that shot not too long ago. In your first shot and you're like, Oh, I missed the rim by eight feet. We've all been there. Oh, 100%. And that's just how he is playing in the NBA. And eventually he'll be at least hitting the backboard. It's insane. It's insane. It's a max contract player. He's re- defensively, he looks fine. Looks good defensively. But it's like offensively, he's, he's going to take some time. Looks almost worse. But the Lakers and the Nets, glad we did not pick them. Barely picked him to make the playoffs this year. Glad we put him where they deserve to be. But I still my, think they will. I still think both of them will be yeah. season teams. And then for my Warriors, one quick thing, you know, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins look like an, an all-star duo. Wiggins doing it defensively and offensively. Steph Curry putting up 30-plus points. James Wiseman looking good off the bench. He's going to you know take some time to be a starter, obviously, but he's looking like he can give you 12 to 15 points, 12 Maybe, you know, up to 20 points off the bench. It's looking like he can give them. He's looking nice. Jordan Poole, him and, I've seen multiple plays from him and Draymond Green flowing throughout the offense, picking each other up. It's fine. You know, it's not 100% behind. They're not best friends, but it's like they can play basketball on the same team together, and that team can play well as long as things don't continue to come up, you know. So no nothing too big for my Warriors. Your Bucks look pretty good. It's just no bench. It's just Giannis. It's just Giannis and like Giannis putting up 30 something a game. And then it's like 12. (laughs) Holiday putting up 12 so far. Lopez putting up like 12 so far. Like they need Chris Middleton back. He's going to come back pretty soon. And uh, it's Giannis and everybody else right now on that team. Giannis and a bunch of dudes, but. He's good enough to, you know, keep it rolling. He's the best player in the world, though, so it'll be all right. It's okay. Uh, And before we wrap up, I want to let you guys know some games to look out for this week in the NBA. On Thursday, the Heat and the Warriors play, and the Mavericks and the Nets play. So two pretty solid matchups on Thursday. On Friday, the Cavaliers play the Celtics. Cavs just getting Donovan Mitchell. Hopefully, uh, Darius Garland's 100% playing in that game. And the Cavs look like the Cavs going up against the Boston Celtics, who with Malcolm Brogdon look pretty good. Uh, the Pelicans also facing off against the Suns on Friday. And then on Sunday, games all day. Okay, they're pulling the NFL. They're pulling that. They're saying, hey, we, we can have games all day on Friday, too. A couple of nice ones. I think the Pelicans might play this. Uh, not this one. The Pelicans have a nice matchup, though, maybe against the Nets. 
and the Warriors might play the Pistons or something. You know, it's just some not not great games, but you know, we have we have basketball all day all day on Sunday as well. Falcons so play the Clippers. Oh, it's the Clippers. Okay, I knew I knew it was a good or a decent team with good players at least. So the the Clippers they play, so that's a decent game. That's a decent game. So watch out on Sunday. It should be a decent. Bucks decent play the slate. Nets on Wednesday. Oh yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, okay, that is on Wednesday. KD, Giannis. It must, on, it must be on ESPN then, right? That must be on ESPN. I must have over glanced. I must have just I must have just started on Thursday since we come here. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty good matchup. I'll be watching that tomorrow when the podcast. If you're listening to this today on Wednesday, yeah, tonight, make sure to check out Giannis and Kevin Durant. It's on ESPN. Well, since well, they haven't played since uh, they played in the regular season, but like big time it was the playoffs last year. You know, that's kind of the big that's kind of the big so okay. So that a rematch of that. Not bad. Okay, I'll tune in for that. But NBA season just getting started. We're going to see more and more of that as we continue throughout there. But going into week eight of the NFL season. Yeah, pretty soon we'll have to do some midseason. Power ranking, I think, right? Maybe next week. Midseason projections, midseason power rankings, stuff like that. Because next week's eight going into nine. Yeah, but I feel like now that there's 18 weeks in the NFL season, after week nine is the so we'll wait till so maybe two weeks. We'll give you because you want to, Tanner wants to wait for his bucks. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, I want to wait for them to lose to the Ravens. No, it's play okay. We'll wait a couple weeks and uh yeah, we'll get those midseason stuff going. I was just thinking that we gotta have some rankings going because we're already close to halfway through the NFL season. I cannot Mm. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of teams have just struggled not or struggled getting going. A lot of mediocre teams right now. A lot of teams that are like, you know, not three and three, you know, middle pack, hovering around 500, a little less than 500. It's going to be a like, fun second half. It's going to yeah, be like really fun. Three clear teams up top, and then the rest is uh, what's going on. Yeah, let's see. First off, if those top teams can remain top teams, like the Eagles, a, a young Hot team can you know a new group together at least can they remain hot throughout the entire? They have a really easy schedule, so who's to say they can't? They should, but that's the question for them. And who, as far as the you guys kind of underplaying right now to their standard, can turn it around and make the postseason, maybe even make a run in the postseason. That's the stuff we're looking out for right now. I want to urge you all to go follow us though on Twitter, dudes talking underscore pod on Instagram, dudes underscore talking underscore sports. Leave us a comment, a review on whatever platform, whatever your platform allows. Leave us that. Any feedback would be greatly appreciated here. Tanner, Thursday night, football, Buccaneers, Ravens. I'm thinking it's going to be a good game. I'm feeling good going into it. We, what's your final score prediction? I'll give mine. I got the Buccaneers winning. Okay, I got the Bucks winning in a close game. I'm going to give them 28 to 24 Bucks win. I got Ravens 24, Bucks 17. Okay, there we go, guys. Our predictions are out there. I got Dallas is going to beat Chicago, so I'm not. Dak's going to play better. We're going to beat Chicago. We're going to be six and two going into the bye, feeling pretty good about ourselves. Picks got to turn themselves around is the only thing now. That's Tanner File, though. Thank you all for the continued support. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. All right. What's going on, guys? 
Dudes are listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner Fyle. That's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports. Sports.